You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on and welcome to episode two of Building the Board, specifically filling the board as now myself, Robert Schmitz and Quentin Crisco from Untap Sports, but also one of our scouts here are going to start filling the board with our next 10 players, specifically tight ends. Quentin, we've got some good ones to talk through today as we happenstantially picked a bunch of the top tight ends and then a couple of our favorites that we got to see play at the Senior Bowl. But how you feeling before we get started? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to ready to get into these. Been uh, been excited to start talking about these guys and uh, putting in the work on their film and ready to ready to rock. Absolutely. And so let's go ahead and kick things off talking about the Golden Domer himself, the tight end of tight ends coming into this season, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. What do you think about the 6'4", 265 pound tight end? Matt, so when you watch his tape, I mean, the athleticism pops, right? You can see it and you can see He's got the size to, to be an effective blocker in the league. He's got the aggression and the mentality to be an effective blocker. But some of the things that kind of halted me a little on him were he he just tends to not grip guys as a blocker, you know, which he's, he's not as effective as he should be. And as, a, as an NFL coach, you're probably sitting there saying, oh, we'll, we'll fix that, which I'm sure they will. But it's it's a bit of a concern for me with his blocking. He's just almost a little too aggressive. It needs to tone it down a little. Now, some of his change of direction ability for his size is, is special. And you can see it on the tape. But it might be part of the Notre Dame system that, you know, it, they didn't flash it as much as they could have. It, it just didn't show out as often as I wanted to see it. It was more like flashes here and there of like, whoa, what did he just do? Uh, and not like a, a constant like, this guy looks like a dude. Um, so you see, you see the potential, you see the ability, but I'd like to see it more. I'm, I'm still thinking he's probably a first round pick because I mean, you get hyped up this much. You probably are, especially once you see the traits on tape, but I wasn't as blown away as I thought I would be going into it. I guess I would say. I know what you mean. A pure tight end like him, you're expecting, let's say, polish and perfection. But let me put it this way, Q. To me, Michael Mayer is the Quinton Johnston of tight ends this year. The frame is the prototype. The size is exactly what you want. His hands are way better than you would expect from a tight end. But he's a lot rawer than I think some people want him to be, especially when you see the fact that Notre Dame seemed like they added about 10 pounds to his frame headed into 2022 that I thought he looked a lot smoother and cleaner overall in his 2021 tape, which is where I wouldn't be surprised if he'll play 265 is a little heavy, might play at 255, but he generates a lot of subtle separation with his footwork, those in routes, those out routes, those stick routes, the button hooks, all the little things that make tight end tight end are things that Mayer's good at. I'm curious to see where he's going to get drafted at the end of the day, but he's a 
player I've got my eye on if because he has the potential to be an extremely good tight end in the NFL if he can fix those hands when he goes to block people. And then, Q, talking about our second tight end on the board, we couldn't be talking about a more different player, could we? What do you think of Dalton Kincaid? Oh, the big slot receiver. <laughs> He's a, I mean, he is an outstanding route runner uses his hands to catch well and he's just he's so so smooth in and out of his cuts a guy that size I'm honestly I was I was blown away watching his routes of like this guy can do this like he, it just makes it look so easy his footwork is clean just in and out of his breaks now where he get caught up is his blocking is a bit of a mess and he might not have the 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 weight the frame to add weight to be a more functional blocker. So, I mean, if if you're looking for a move tight end, I think he's tight end one for you. Like, I mean, I for me, he's tight end one because the Bears, I don't think, are looking for an inline tight end. I think they're looking for a move tight end if they're looking for one. So that's really where I'm sitting with him. I mean, he he's an aggressive blocker, but the technique isn't there, and I don't know that he's going to put on weight to really be that effective at it. In a world where outside zone, wide zone, and pin and pull, and other outside hitting runs are getting more common, I'm a little less worried, like you're talking about, about Kincaid's, let's call it drive blocking ability, because he can still be an effective, what I call a bump blocker, just get out in space, bump somebody, and let the running back get around you. And I mean, like you're talking about, his hands are butter smooth, easily the best in the class. Mayer's a close competitor, though. Kincaid can run routes that no other tight end can, and maybe most importantly, I would say he can run the right kind of routes. There are some players, but I'll use Kyle Pitts to, as a specific example, where he's an incredible athlete and a gifted athlete, especially when it comes to seams and vertical routes that are, let's call them change-up routes for a tight end. A tight end doesn't normally run these. Where a tight end really makes their money are those in-cutters, those outbreakers, those little within-10-yard routes that tight ends use to earn that moniker of the quarterback safety blanket. Dalton Kincaid is fabulous in that little box. He can separate with his feet. He can separate with his hands. He uses the size that he has pretty well. I see him as a very Tyler Higby-like player at the next level. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be a first rounder. That fluidity is just hard to find. But as you know, we've got a lot of tight ends to get through. So let's move on to Alabama's Cameron Latu, the 6'5", 245 senior bowler that we had the chance to see in person. Q, what do you see? Now, watching watching Latu's tape, it was just like, I couldn't believe how smooth he was at times. Like, in and out of breaks. It was. I, I remember there, were, there was one uh, out route where it was like, guy made a 90-degree cut in one step and just didn't look like there was any struggle. And with that frame, very impressive. He's, you know, he's not not the explosive athlete that you're uh that you're looking at with some of these other guys, but just a smooth athlete that makes it makes everything look very easy. Now, where I got kind of hung up on him, there, there are some some mental lapses in his game, I think. Like when when the, when there's scramble drill, which when Bryce Young's your quarterback, you deal with a lot of scramble drills. He, he was kind of lackadaisical at times, didn't really help his quarterback the best. And I just, I don't, when I watch his his route running, his smoothness out there, I don't understand why he didn't get targets. So that's that's a bit of a, a flag that's coming up for me that I want to find answers on. Like, why, why wasn't Bryce Young throwing him the ball when he was open? There were times that just really stood out to me where he wasn't getting those opportunities. 
I agree. Though I'll tell you what, that smoothness, I could not believe how smooth he looked in person. He's somebody that I've got my eye on, like you're talking about, because he Q, did you know he converted from defensive end? I did not. So he was a defensive end when he was recruited coming out of high school. Then he quickly learned to play tight end starting his sophomore year. And now as a senior, he went from carving a role in the offense to being, look, I don't want to call him a premier receiving threat. Alabama didn't have a bunch of them, but playing a starting role and playing quite a few snaps in that Alabama offense. I feel like Latu has his best days ahead of him. I have real trouble finding where to put him on our board because the more of his film I watch, the the lower I see his ceiling, but the higher I see his floor. Mm -hmm. This guy feels like what the NFL wants in a tight end right now. And while I don't know if there's any trait that I'd circle and say he's the best in the class at that, there are a lot of things, especially as a blocker his size. Remember, we're talking about somebody who's only 245 that does a lot of things well and as nfl offenses evolve i just wouldn't be surprised to see more and more tight ends like him i was i was very impressed by his blocking technique as well he was very just i mean at alabama you feel like all their guys have to be very technically sound as blockers and he he was a a great example of that in my opinion Absolutely. And we can't talk about blocking without talking about the six, seven brick house at 270 pounds. That is Georgia's Darnell Washington. There's no tight end, maybe more sensational on Twitter right now. Q, what do you think about him? This guy was made in Madden. I mean, <laughs> he's ridiculous. I, I I will never forget the week one game uh, against Oregon where he just he's chugging down the sideline with the ball and just hurdles a defender. At six foot seven, 280 pounds. Like this guy is a freak among freaks. Now, we've talked a lot about smoothness between Kincaid and uh and Latu so far. Washington's much more herky jerky. Like he is a, a twitched up athlete, and there's not much smooth about his game at all. Uh, but he's a dominant blocker. Technique's not there, doesn't matter. He's six foot seven, 280 pounds and lean. 280 pounds. A brick I mean, house. He is, he will put you on your behind constantly, at least at the college ranks. At the NFL level, it's something he need, he'll need to clean up that that technique some, but at some point too, just being the bigger, stronger player is gonna keep working for him. Now, the Georgia offense does worry me a little here because if you've watched much of Georgia's offense, a lot of runs, a lot of swing passes, swing screens. Most most of the time, he is coming out from the line of scrimmage to block for, on a wide receiver screen or faking that into a short route where he can get yak. There's not a lot of, of cuts in the routes that he's run. And the few that I've found, it's like he doesn't have much stopping ability, not not smoothly making those cuts at the stem, those turns, those any type of angle is a little difficult for him. So that's something that worries me a little bit with him. But when you're this big of an athletic freak, you're going to get opportunities and offense coordinators are just salivating to get you in their offense because you are a dangerous player. Darnell Washington Q is the best 
kind of project because I don't have to ask questions about all of his game. We know he's a fabulous blocker. I just have to ask questions about his passing game. And like you're saying, the Georgia offense makes me dubious. When they do want to throw to a tight end, they'll roll Brock Bowers out there, who's a better receiver anyways, and he's well fit for the role. So how is Georgia's tight end two going to pass into the NFL when he maybe becomes a tight end one? Everybody's seen the Mercedes Lewis comp, but ultimately I think when you're this good a blocker, you will find a spot. The question is whether or not all this hype around this athlete is going to put him in a position where he's drafted too high for his own good. But either way, a blocker this strong and an athlete this fun, I can't not fall in love with him. So I don't know. I love him anyway. And while we're on the conversation of athletes, let's talk about Oklahoma's Braden Willis, the 6'4", 240-pound, every position on the football field guy. What do you see when you're watching him? Unadultered violence. I mean, this guy, whether he's running the football, which he's their wildcat QB at times, whether he's catching the football and getting yak or whether he's a blocker, a lead blocker as a fullback or in line as a tight end, he is violent. He wants to bring everything that he has to the point of attack and smash you with it, which is awesome to see, you know, that's as a football fan, as a, like, if you're a football coach, if you're a scout, that's something that you really want to see guys who really thrive in contact situations, right? That, that's a that's what football is, thriving in contact situations. Uh, um, he's just used all over the field. Explosive mover. I mean, his first step is impressive. But his blocking, as feisty as it is, he does just whiff on guys in the second level at times. He's going to get out over his skis. Um, he's, just, he's just generally raw as a blocker. I assume he was a Wildcat QB in high school. So that, I mean, it's an assumption on my part, but it seems like it fits, which would make sense as to why his blocking might be so raw. And a lot of his routes are really straight lines. His breaking ability is a little bit more limited there. But I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of this guy because he's just a football player through and through. I'll tell you what, Q, I have not seen a tight end other than probably Dalton Kincaid that can snap a slant route like Braden Willis can. And he's crazy explosive in his first step, even though he's not all that fast. There's a play against Texas in particular where, boom, he's in and he creates almost three yards of separation that somebody at his size just shouldn't be able to create. And that violence you're talking about. I mean, when you want a tight end to go up against an edge rusher or to go up against a feisty linebacker, remember, we're talking about dangerous NFL linebackers, that kind of willingness to battle is huge at the NFL level. I can't say for sure Willis is going to be some star in the NFL, but he's somebody that I think is massively underprojected right now. I can't wait to see what he does at the combine because I would swear to you he's a better athlete on tape than at least his long speed numbers are suggesting he is. It wouldn't surprise me to see some strength in there. He's raw, but if you could polish him just a little bit, you might have the next Logan Thomas on your hands, but we will have to see. Moving on to our next target, we couldn't be talking about anybody more different as we move on to Iowa's 6'4", 250-pound tight end, Sam Laporta. What do you think of him? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Laporta, I, I look at this player and I, I see all the production and I see ability out there. You know, he's, he's a good receiver. He, he's a high effort blocker. His blocking form is actually pretty decent and making some contested catches. But I just, I get this, this, this pull on me of like something's just, a little bit missing and I don't know what it is. You know, it might just be that he's athletic enough to be a great college player, but I'm not sure if it's enough to be a separator at the next level or enough to be a dominant blocker at the next level. I mean, I, I walk away from his tape impressed, but there's just a little something that feels like is holding me back on him. I'm feeling the same as what my film grade is telling me I should. That's a good way to put it. Sam Laporta has a lot of speed in his game, straight line speed, but that's not as impactful at the NFL level as you might want it to be. And sometimes it frankly gets him into trouble as he's inconsistent getting in and out of his breaks, especially on that long 10 to 12 yard out route that Iowa likes to run so much. For as naturally you tight end as he is, I don't love his hands either. It's not that he's got the drop seats, it's that he likes to pin the ball against his chest, body catching as it were. And for some of these contested catches, you know you want to see your tight end putting his hands out and creating a steel trap that once the ball goes in, it doesn't come out. That said, Q... I love this kid. I mean, he clearly plays hard. He's got all kinds of experience lining up all over the football field. And when he blocks, he puts in a lot more effort and willingness to fight than I think some guys his size do. I don't know what his NFL career is ultimately going to look like, but he's somebody that I want to watch more tape of between now and the next time we talk about him. And now, Q, we move on to one of my flat-out favorite tight ends in the class. I can't stop talking about Payne Durham, the 6'5", 255 tight end out of Purdue. So I'll let you go ahead and start. What do you think of Durham? I love him. I mean, ever since watching that Purdue-Penn State game this year, I, I couldn't take my eyes off him that whole game. It was just incredible. His, his, he's a tenacious blocker. He is a gamer to the ultimate level. I mean, he's not fast. He's not going to out-athlete you really in almost any situation, but he knows what he does and he does that well. He is his, his form as a blocker is rock solid. He has the power to be an effective blocker. He runs the routes that he knows how to run and knows he can run and is able to post up against smaller guys and just win the battle. So Payne Durham is, I mean, I'm, I'm biased because I loved him coming into this. I didn't even realize how slow he was coming into this. So I went back and watched more film, but the guy is just a competitor at the, at the highest level, I think. And he's a guy who I would just want on my football team. Payne Durham has the makings of a very special NFL tight end because the best tight ends in the NFL know exactly what they can and exactly what they can't do and give you a little bit more than you asked for on every single play. As a blocker, Payne makes 255 look like 285 and locks onto his guy with vice grip hands, rarely letting him go on pass and rundowns. And then on passing plays, he's a little quicker out of his breaks than a guy 
his size should be creates that subtle separation we talked about earlier. And no matter where the ball goes, whether it's too high, too low, too far out, his hands stretch out and catch it like a natural hands catcher would. If you put a small defender on him, he'll post you up. If you put a big defender on him, he'll outbreak him. Payne's the kind of guy that's going to get you that key fourth and three, that key third and two, that key play on the goal line. And then on first down, he'll be the lead blocker straight through the hole. Love watching him play football and would put him on any football team in the league. And moving on to a player that couldn't be more different, Q, let's talk about Oregon State's Luke Musgrave, the 6'5", 255 speedster. What do you think of him? Lightning fast, man. I mean, this guy ripping up the seam, ain't many guys who are going to keep up with him. I mean, he has long legs, long strider speed up the seam and up the sideline. I mean, they, they put him out wide at times. They, they used him in the slot. And he's just got that speed to burn that is rare for a guy his size. I think we said pre-show is what six five two fifty or so, and he he uses some nice route deception as well that I noticed. It was usually on vertical routes, but nice head fakes, little kicks inside, like right where he go in for a slant or a post before flying by the linebacker, and you give that little uh, effective head fake there with his speed, he's gone. You know. Um, now, he is a very willing blocker, like we said with a few of these guys. And his form, at times, you're like, oh, okay, we can work with that. But then there's other times where it's just, it's not there. He's just overshooting his guy, missing his guy badly, or getting overpowered. And then another area where I'm a little concerned with him is short area uh, movement. Just that quickness, that suddenness at the at the stem to hit breaking route he's just, he's just not very fluid at that short area explosiveness to that point, Q, Luke Musgrave, dare I say it, might be offensive coordinator fool's gold, where you look at this player and you see outrageous speed, incredible first step, willingness to block, big frame, great hands. You think, what could possibly, what could I not like about this player? And the issue is he's not a slot receiver, right? He's not an X receiver. He's a tight end. And tight ends play in short areas. They play in phone booths. They sometimes have to take on edge rushers just based on the way the defense rotates i worry that what luke musgrave's good at his position rarely does and that there aren't as many offensive coordinators out there that will invent a position for him as there might need to be for him to be successful again you look around the league you see oj howard you see david Njoku, you see even kyle pitts and you wonder how are these guys not succeeding and yet it's the more let's call them basic tight ends that come from the standard template that are winning in the NFL. And it's because tight ends routes in most playbooks just aren't as malleable as Musgrave might need them to be. I don't know. I'm sure he'll blow us away at the combine. He was outrageously fast at the senior bowl. There is a lot to like, but as he starts moving into top 60, top 50 conversation, I start to worry a little bit more and a little bit more. And moving on to our ninth and final tight end, because I forgot we don't have a 10th. Let's talk about the U Miami's 6'4", 239 tight end in Will Mallory. What have you seen so far? This might be my favorite tight end in the class. And not, not that I think he's better than Mayer or Kincaid, but he is just my favorite. I mean, I, I am not sure that there is a tight end in this year's class that was asked to do more as a blocker 
while being as productive as a pass catcher. And that is very valuable to me. I mean, a, a guy who you can have out there as a run blocker, as a pass blocker, and as a threat to catch the ball downfield or short and create yards after catch, Will Mallory can do all that. Man, he's just he, everything just feels right when I watch it. He is what a tight end is supposed to be, in my opinion, at, I, in, in an ideal world. And I don't think he's a first-round talent, but I think that he is – he can play a very valuable role on any NFL team because of that ability to be anything on the field and be it effectively. Right. Like you're saying, Will Mallory was a four-star recruit for a reason. I mean, when he catches the ball after the catch, you see a burst of speed that you just don't expect from guys his size. And then that same speedster is out making drive blocks in the hole between the tackles on key running downs to create lanes. I know there are a lot of Miami fans that have thought that he's been a, quote, disappointment. But when I watch the film, I really wonder what there is to be disappointed about Mallory. Mallory is another one of these guys that just gave you a little bit more than you thought he should on every single down. And to me, that's a successful tight end at the NFL level. It's a tough position to learn, but I feel like Mallory's got the long frame. He's got great hands, made some spectacular and important catches. And maybe most importantly, when the you took him off the field was when I thought their offense was at its most chaotic. And when you yeah. see a player leading like that from the tight end spot, my eyes can't not focus on him. I couldn't help but notice earlier today when I was watching it, watching a game of his, every time he wasn't on the field, the offense was struggling. And when he was on the field, they tended to be better. Exactly. And Q, that's it for our initial tight ends list. Like we said, we'll go back over a lot of these guys, talk about the ones that need more conversation. We're still in the early goings of this thing, but we'll get our grades posted to our public board as soon as possible. We got another recording with you later as we're going to be talking offensive line. So fans stay tuned for that. And until next time, thanks so much for hanging out with us and we'll keep building this board. 